Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey people, I need a quick favour from you. If you enjoy the Takeoff podcast, please do take some time to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can do this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any platform that you listen on. It really helps to spread the podcast to more people. And if you get a chance, share it too. I appreciate you. And as you can see, like I want to pay 80, but mm. the stock's at 140. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll simply just avoid the company. Mm-hmm. Of course, all stocks can fall, but... yeah. But because you're purchasing at a lower price, mm-hmm. um, that stock will fall less than something, I don't know, like, you know, Shopify. I try not to fall in love with the company. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you fall in love with the company, you will pay whatever price. Every investment, mm. there's some sort of issue. Mm. Like Facebook currently, mm-hmm. the, the talk of TikTok taking over. Whatever. Yeah. With Alibaba, it's reg- regulatory. In the short run, the stock market's a voting machine. Mm-hmm. So what's popular is going to win in the short run. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, it's a weight machine. machine. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So what matters most is fundamentals, cash yeah. flow, real earnings. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Money Hub, a platform that allows you to see all of your current accounts in one place and also provides you with smart money management tools to help you get right with your money. Welcome back to the takeoff. We have a special guest uh, in the building, a fellow uh, investor here, uh, but he's a, actually a special type of investor. He's um, a value investor. He's also an investing um, educator. So I'm really, really pleased to announce him here today. Where's how are you doing today, bro? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for thanks for asking. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been wanting uh, to get you on the podcast for a while, and we've been having lots of conversations yeah. about investing um, on the gram. Actually, probably more conversations about investing than than I've had with anybody else. Actually, so it's been good, and and I thought that this would be um, a great um, episode, especially for those people who are interested in investing. So. I just want to start with this question first. Um, who, who is Wes? Um, so I am 26 years old mm-hmm. and I was born in Jamaica. Okay. Oh, you're born there? Yeah. I was born oh, right. Okay. So I moved here when I was around six or seven. Okay. And yeah, and I also work in retail. Okay. Like night shift. And, okay. Um, stuff that I do during my free time, I like to, you know, watch football, mm-hmm. um, invest in. Okay. Um, and simple stuff, really. Okay. Yeah. Who do you support? Um, no, I uh, support Man United. Man United, okay. You, you were gonna, you were gonna reject them because you're like, nah, they're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, okay, cool. Um, can you give us a bit of an insight into the day in life? You gave us a little bit, so that you, you know, you like football, um, that you are Man United supporter, that you work in retail. Can you give us a bit more of an insight into day in life? Okay, so day in life. So I normally start by going to work around, you know, night shift. So I'll start around mm-hmm. four a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll finish my shift and then I'll come home, you know, relax and then I'll go for another shift because I do two four hour okay. shifts. Okay. 
And so I finished my working hours around 4.30 p.m. Then mm-hmm. afterwards, come home, just read my messages, mm-hmm. um, see what's going on in the market, really, mm-hmm. read some news. Then I'll just catch up on some investing videos because I like to, you know, watch a lot of investing videos. And mm-hmm. um, apart from that, that's about it, really, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And can can you give us a bit, of an insight into your background so you said that you were born in jamaica moved here yeah um at the age of seven yeah um what was that like what was the adjustment like um the adjustment was uh, I, I can't remember what it was but you know mm. like um i was very young okay like um started primary schools it was different from what i grew up like, mm-hmm. in jamaica but i've spent most of my life in england so mm-hmm. yeah it was it was difficult at the beginning but mm. i got used to how what the different thing works yeah what was jamaica like actually compared to like the uk um, like, what would you say the differences um the weather well, of course yeah of course in, yeah in, <laughs> i mean yeah in, in england it will rain one day sunny the next day and <laughs> stuff like that but in jamaica it's nice hot weather mm. the food's nice you know the the environment like everyone's friendly mm-hmm. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and you you go back often, right? Um, so the last time I went was around two, three years ago. Okay. So just before you know COVID, and yeah, I went there for around two and a half weeks. So mm. I'm looking to eventually go again in the future. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jamaica's <laughs> on my list, man. I think next year we might be going there for the honeymoon. So we'll see. Okay. So going back to your origin story, so, um, so you moved here to to the UK. Mm-hmm. School wise, what were you interested in? Um, so in school, um, let's say in around sixth form, mm-hmm. I studied um, business. Okay. Business studies. So okay. I have that background, you know, and mm. also studied IT. Okay. Um, I've done good in both, you know, um, mm-hmm. IT, I got a B in business, I got okay. an A. So wow. Yeah. But I enjoy business studies a lot. Okay. Know? Okay. Yeah. This is, okay. So this is where the investing comes from. Yeah. yeah okay. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And then did you go to university? Um, I, I did get an offer, but I couldn't go due to certain circumstances. Okay. Yeah, but um, I did get an offer from University of West London. Okay, wow. Business management, but mm-hmm. due to certain, you know, circumstances, I mm-hmm. couldn't go. Okay, yeah. cool. And um, so then did you go down the work route and you've just been working ever since? Yeah, ever since that, Yeah. Um, I just started working really. So, okay. Yeah, it's just straight to work, you know. What was the first job at that point? Um, just retail, it's still the same job. Is it? Yeah. What, what place is it? Are you allowed to say? Um, yeah, Sainsbury's. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, so you've just been there since? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so I've just been, you know, just working constantly. Yeah. Getting that money in, you know. Okay. Yeah. And then um, at what point were you like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. investing? Where, where did investing okay. come in at this point? Okay, so my investing journey started mm. around March 2020. Okay. So that was literally when the market, well, I think I started investing probably a day before the market actually dropped. Okay, wow. So, yeah, I started investing. I, I always wanted to do it, but, you know, my cousin pushed me. Okay. I, I told him I want to get investing, like what do you think? And he said, mm. yeah, just go for it really, mm. see what happens. Mm. And he just gave me some, you know, little tips and mm. stuff. Um, so I got in the market. The first stock that I bought was Virgin Galactic. Okay. So, really? Okay. Yeah, so I bought that for around $6 a share. Okay. That's, that's, I think, I can't remember what the stock price is now. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I bought Jimia. I know, okay. I know you bought that because I watched your video. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, you watched my video? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bought Yeah, I bought so, it at 6 7 as well, yeah. I bought that around, yeah. around 6 to $7. I okay. That. Um, I also bought a few other companies. Um, so when the market dropped, mm-hmm. right, um, I had no clue what to do in the stock market. I was just buying this okay. stocks because okay. I thought you buy something and it goes up. Yeah. That's, well, that was my mindset, so... Mm-hmm. I bought, you know, some travel stocks that plummeted. So I bought okay. Caribbean Cruise Line. Yeah, I remember that going, doing yeah. the rounds on social media. Yeah. yeah, so that was, yeah. yeah. So when that dropped to around $8, I bought that. Okay. Um, I bought um, some airline stocks. So yeah. um, I forgot the airline. So I bought EasyJet. I got, I had EasyJet, I think as well. Yeah. Delta. I got Delta as and well. And there was yeah. another airline, American Airline. I think it was actually American Airline. Yeah. I bought that. Um. I also bought a few other companies, but yeah, that was just the, the small companies that I bought during okay. that time. 
And, you know, fast forward, I bought some other ones like CRISPR. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they're in biotech. Yeah, biotech. Like yeah. Biotech. Um, what else did I buy? I bought a few more companies, but mm. I'm going to say this right now, that's not mm. the way to invest. Because no. that's, yeah. Because what I'm doing is not investing, it's speculating. Yeah. So, you know, I actually made some good money. Okay. So between the time I started investing mm-hmm. till around, let's say, March 2021. Mm-hmm. So I think I made around 55% return when wow. it started going up. Wow. But I was like, this doesn't look right. Like, mm-hmm. I know, like, it's gone up quickly. Others mm. would say, yes, I'm the best investor ever. <laughs> but me, I was like, yeah, something is wrong here, like. I started questioning the way I invested. So mm. even though I was making money, I started questioning. So, you know, I, I stumbled across some other stuff, you know, like I stumbled across Warren Buffett. Yep. Read yep. about him, you know, like not too in depth, just read some brief stuff about mm-hmm. him. Then I stumbled across the YouTube channel. Like mm. it was completely not the way I was investing. It was completely mm-hmm. opposite. So they were doing fundamental analysis. Mm-hmm. So they were looking at the balance sheet, the mm-hmm. cash flow statement, income statement. They were just looking at the company and mm-hmm. see if it's a good investment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this makes sense to me. So yeah. what I did was I sold every single thing I own. Okay. Um, I did make a few losses. I ended up, did uh, even though I made 55% return, I did lose, you know, mm. on some investment like CRISPR. I lost mm. quite a lot on that. But okay. I sold everything and I completely started again. That's okay. when I started learning about value investing. Okay. So. What is value investing? All right, I'm going to ask you what do you think it is first? <laughs> <laughs> because I know on social media yeah. what people think it is. So I'm okay. going to ask you. I think mm-hmm. value investing is trying to buy or trying to invest in a company at a value that is lower than what it, what people think it's worth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. value investing yeah. is buying companies for less than it's conservatively worth. Yeah. So you need to apply a margin of safety. Mm-hmm. So don't know what margin of safety is Mm -hmm. it protects you against the future unknown so a company you know a new competitor might enter Mm -hmm. the space so what you think when you value the company Mm -hmm. like you need growth rates so if the company doesn't achieve that growth rate because you Mm -hmm. know new competitor Mm -hmm. the margin of safety will protect you so you still Mm -hmm. make a decent amount Mm -hmm. and margin of safety will also protect you against volatility when the market goes down so Mm -hmm. of course all stocks can fall but yeah but could your purchase at a lower price Mm -hmm. um that stock will fall less than something i don't know like you know shopify yeah which has gone crazy yeah yeah, that's what margin of safety is. It just protects you against future, future, you know, unknown. That okay. That's out of your control. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Value investing is not buying low PE stocks. <laughs> it's, not, it's not buying stocks that are growing at two percent. Yeah. It's not buying stocks that pay a dividend. It's simply yeah. looking at businesses, mm-hmm. real business that earn cash flow, real mm-hmm. earnings. And paying a conservative price mm-hmm. below what it's worth. That's it. Yeah. And um, the value investing thing is interesting. I think uh, one a great book on that is um, The Intelligent Investor. Yeah. I find that book is complicated, though. Yeah, a lot of... I've, I've actually haven't read it yet, but... Oh, you haven't? A lot of people said it's very, very difficult. Well, it's not very difficult, but it's difficult. It, it is, even for, like... It's just complicated mm-hmm. um, in terms of... Because it's not in, like, straightforward English. So yeah. when you read it, you're, like, yeah. trying to understand, like, how he's... But he's, he's got his packed full of like good things to to look for um okay cool so okay so now so now you classify yourself as a a value investor i would say value investing is just investing in general Mm. like you're trying to buy get more value than what something is worth yeah simple yeah 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 and yeah it's it goes back to the premise of what they say right buy low sell high i know i know it's oversimplification but that is basically what it is trying to find Mm. the deal and I know we'll get to that at some point. Yeah. Uh, if you think right now is better than ever because of what we're calling the bear market, which mm. is everything is just going down. Yeah. doesn't matter. Mm. It's indiscriminate, right? Yeah. Obviously, other things are going down more than others, but everything is down. Yeah. You know, Um. so I wanted to understand because uh, I've been, I really appreciate your posts on um, Instagram. I think yeah. that they're very detailed. I like the process that you go through and I like the fact that you... Um, 
you do an analysis on all sorts of companies. Yeah. You know, companies that a lot of people hype, companies that people have never heard about mm-hmm. um, as well, because it, it helps to, it helps people to think about their investments because at the end of the day, it should be diversified yeah. from, from a perspective. So I wanted you to take us through your investing process. Okay. Make it as simple as possible so, for the listeners. Okay, so, all right. so I have a company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's called My Interest. Mm-hmm. First thing I need to do is look at the fundamentals. Okay. So the fundamentals is, you know, the first thing I like to look at is, I like to see earnings growth. So that's mm-hmm. revenue growth. Mm-hmm. I like to see that over five, five, 10 year period. Mm-hmm. I also like to see profit growth. Okay. So I like to see that over five to 10 year period. Mm-hmm. I also like to see decreasing shares outstanding or same, okay. keeping shares the same. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. So listeners? shares outstanding because <laughs> a lot of people don't know this. Yeah. So when a company wants to grow, mm-hmm. they can either do it in two ways, mm-hmm. issue shares mm-hmm. or, you know, take on debt. Mm-hmm. Most companies like, you know, like the hype companies mm-hmm. or companies that are overpriced, mm-hmm. They take advantage by issuing shares, which is adding mm-hmm. additional shares to the market. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst thing for a long-term investor mm-hmm. because it devalues how much your shares are worth. Yeah. You can't physically see it, but it mm-hmm. devalues because you're sharing you're sharing the piece of the pie with more people. Mm-hmm. What you want a company to do is buy back shares yeah. when it's actually cheap. Yeah. And that will increase the value of your share. Yeah. And that's what's going to give you good long-term returns. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny because like, it's like, it's like with inflation, we, we argue that inflation is because the money supply yeah. is increased. So it's a similar thing, right? Yeah. The supply of shares have increased. So therefore yeah. it's like devaluing mm. in a way. So yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And then at that stage where you like, okay, cool. Like okay, these are, it's ticking all the boxes. What what happens next at uh, that then, point? So I'm going to continue. So shares outstanding. Um, mm. And then I like to look at the depth. So I want them to have low depth. Because, okay. you know, if a company has low depth, then mm-hmm. it's hard for them to go bankrupt. Yeah. Um, Especially in this economy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's crazy with all these prices, man. Like, yeah. I'm seeing so many, like, places just shut down. Yeah. Pubs, yeah. restaurants. And, yeah. You know, even retail stores saying this is the last time we're going to be open. Mm. These things do have an impact and they come out of nowhere. You can never, yeah. you can try your best to plan for it. But, you know, like you said, if if it's, if you have low debt, then you're kind of, if that does happen, then you're like, okay, cool. Mm. Maybe I won't go bankrupt because I don't have to repay somebody. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, okay cool. Then I move on to the cash flow statement. Mm. So this is the most valuable part for a company because mm-hmm. cash flow mm-hmm. is what gives you value as a shareholder. Yeah. So... What the cash flow? I like to see increasing cash flow. Mm-hmm. So the cash flow can be used to repurchase shares. Yeah, decreasing the shares outstanding mm-hmm. can be used to pay a dividend. Mm-hmm. Can be used to reinvest into themselves or the yeah. company. Mm-hmm. Uh, make acquisitions, mm-hmm. and I think that's about it. So okay. I like to see that increasing over time. Yeah, and I also like to see a high, high profit margin. So let's say around ten mm-hmm. percent. And I also like to see a high return on invested capital. So okay. return on invested capital mm-hmm. is, you know, um, how good management is at allocating capital for okay. future profit um, growth. Mm-hmm. So I like to see that around 10%. Okay. Now, it doesn't have to tick. So you get all this. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to tick the box. It just tells me mm-hmm. where the business is currently at. Okay. So when I find a company that I'm happy with fundamentally, mm-hmm. I then... Have to find out how much to pay for it okay because you know yeah every- and this is what i was gonna go to next <laughs> yeah no company is worth an infinite amount yeah i don't care if you're apple microsoft mm-hmm. you're not worth an infinite amount you mm-hmm. worth a, a perceived value yeah so i didn't have to value the company mm-hmm. so what i do is call a discount cash flow analysis yeah yeah so what i do is let's start with the growth rate so mm-hmm. i like to take analyst estimation okay or if I can find what the company's guidance is, mm-hmm. I'll look at that as well. But okay. I look at analysts' estimation, then mm-hmm. I'll take it. So if, a com- if the analysts say um, Apple's going to grow 15% yeah. a year, mm-hmm. for example, um, I like to go a little bit lower because okay. analysts, you know, they're not always right, of course. They're not, no. So And um, they manipulate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, this game is <laughs> is rigged, man. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in another yeah, episode. So let's see. Yeah. They say Apple is going to grow fifteen percent. I will say I'll put that in my cash flow, you know, mm. spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say 
in the next between now and five years time, I'm mm-hmm. gonna s- say they're gonna grow thirteen percent. Yeah. And then between five and ten years time, they're gonna yeah. grow ten percent. Okay. It's important to be conservative with your analysis because mm-hmm. you you don't know what's gonna happen in the future. So yeah. when you're conservative, you're building that margin of safety, mm-hmm. which means more room for error. Yeah. Where you can still make money. Yeah. So plug in my growth rate, um, thirteen and ten percent. Mm-hmm. Then I would put you know um the PE ratio I like mm-hmm. to use. So what the PE ratio is for an established company mm-hmm. between. 15 and 16 times earning. Okay. So I like to be conservative and use 15 for most companies. Okay. But I do, you know, give 16 for companies that have strong moats. Okay. So I'll probably give Apple 16. Okay. What's a moat for people that don't know? A moat is basically what makes the business strong. Like, Mm. like Apple, like who Mm. doesn't know Apple? Yes, that's true. If if you, if a company try and copies Apple, they're Mm. not going to do it. No. no, So you want those kind of companies. Mm -hmm. That's really hard, hard to copy. Okay. So, yeah, I, I put I'll put a sixteen PE for Apple because it's mm-hmm. a strong mold, good mm-hmm. brand, and it's growing at a decent rate. Yeah. Um. Then I'll put how many shares it has currently on okay. the market, and then I'll put its depth, so how much it has in depth mm-hmm. and how much it has in cash, mm-hmm. and then um, and then it should give me how much I should pay for the company. Okay. So it will give me. So also I need to put my return, how much returns mm-hmm. I want. That's mm-hmm. another thing. So I use a 15% return. Okay. Like each value investor has a different one. Like okay. Is not a so how much you want uh, the return on your investment that exactly. you want every year. So you want to, your aim is to get 15% on yeah. your money every year. Yeah. Okay. On that investment. So okay. I, use it, I use that 15% for every single company. Okay. So some people they use 10% which is around fair value mm-hmm. like my friend uses that mm-hmm. um some people use 12.5 mm-hmm. how much you know mm-hmm. risk you know you want to like look how much risk you want to take on yeah but the higher the returns mm-hmm. you know the, the the less risky risk you're going to take so yeah it will give me when i do all that stuff it will mm-hmm. give me how much i need to pay okay so let's say it gives me i need to pay 80 dollars a share for apple right yeah what i'd and the stock's probably around 140 right now i think That's so yeah i guessing. haven't looked at the market in a while and as you can see <laughs> like i want to pay 80 but mm. the stock's at 140 yeah so what i'll do is i simply just avoid the company mm-hmm. completely like mm-hmm. i don't think about it like i know some people they'll see that and be like i'm gonna miss it apple's gonna go up forever mm-hmm. like you could start getting fomo mm-hmm. then they do a really stupid thing and they'll pay the current price mm-hmm. which is dangerous because there's no margin of safety mm-hmm. and there's the risk of permanent capital loss yeah so what i do is i'll just add it to my watch list set mm-hmm. an alert of 80 dollars mm-hmm. then move on to the next company and do okay. that so i could probably get through around i don't know 20 companies wow in a day well not in a day but you know like okay just yeah generally. just because i like just screening new companies and okay investments. as you can yeah, yeah okay so yeah okay i could even get through 50 companies where there's, there's not one buy so okay yeah wow yeah and i'm really like disciplined with what i buy because wow that's I, good yeah i try not to fall in love with the company like, yeah <laughs> if you fall in love with the company you'll pay whatever price yeah yeah do you do you just make your decision based on price if it makes sense so like what it's telling me to buy. Yeah. So like if if Apple for instance, you said you wanted eighty, but Apple's at sixty. Mm-hmm. Would it be like yes, I'm buying it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So is it is it more? So are you more numbers focused, like militant on the numbers? Um. So obviously uh, you've done your fundamental analysis. Yeah. So after that, said, yeah. I would obviously research the company. Like yeah. What it does. Okay. How it makes money. Okay. But what? So if I wanted to pay eighty dollars for the stock, yeah, and the stock's actually dropped to like sixty. Mm. That's good for me because mm. I'll probably load the boat, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Cause You're seeing it as like, yeah, okay, the market might be mispricing it. Yeah. But luckily, so, yeah. Okay. And I would not care if Apple goes to $10, $5. <laughs> yeah. I'll just keep buying as long as yeah. my thesis hasn't changed. Or, okay. And as long as the fundamentals has not changed. Okay. Because the way I value the company, it's not me picking an absolute bottom. Mm. Like, no one can pick the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's valuing the company conservatively conservatively mm-hmm. and whatever price it gives me, that's yeah. my my buy price. And okay. if it, and the stock can go fifty percent lower, yeah. I have to keep buying like as long as the fundamentals and the thesis and the change, I keep mm-hmm. buying and just building my position and 
I'll be getting a lower average, mm-hmm. but my upside potential will be huge. Yeah, yeah. You know? And an example of this is Alibaba. Yeah. We've been talking about Alibaba <laughs> for a while, yeah. Alibaba, right? Yeah. Alibaba is killing us right now. It's like, it's just a geopolitical thing, mm. you know. Um, I'll, I'll kind of classify myself as a new investor. I've been doing it for like yeah. five years. I only started investing in stocks, mm-hmm. individual stocks in 2020 as well. Yeah. Before that, I was in index funds and ETFs. Yeah. And um, I guess for us, to be fair, this is a unique time we're in. Yeah. Uh, in if you think about any period, I mean, we've just gone through. We're still going through a pandemic. Yeah. Then we, ha- we then we've got a war. Of course, those things have happened, but they're so close together. Mm. And then China and US have problems, and there's just lots of stuff going on. So yeah. So with Alibaba, for example, that stock is getting hammered. Not only that, obviously, all of them are getting mm-hmm. hammered, and there's all this negative sentiment around them how how do you how are you navigating that um so i first bought alibaba around 210 dollars a share yeah so and it's currently around 95 dollars a share mm, so yeah. yeah that's a big drop mm. so when i valued the company i valued that i need to pay 210 dollars mm. but obviously it kept on getting lower so mm. my thesis hasn't changed since mm-hmm. 210 dollars it's just that a lot of you know, investors, they're mm. scared with all the whole China thing. Mm-hmm. They're scared of delisting. They're scared of, you know, mm-hmm. regulatory issues. But I'm fine, really, because I own three Chinese companies. Mm-hmm. So I own Alibaba, mm-hmm. JD, mm-hmm. and Tencent. Okay. Yeah, they're basically the three most dominant companies in China. So yeah. I'm calm. Like, I haven't mm. lost any sleep over the yeah. investment. Yeah. Like, I know, like, one day, like, the, the true value of these companies will be seen so yeah yeah alibaba is large portion of my portfolio same with jd and same with tencent so mm-hmm. yeah i'm fine really like it's calm for me yeah yeah What what's your general general thoughts about you know investing in chinese companies right now you say you're not worried but generally hmm. do you think that there is an element of a of a risk with it i know delisting i don't believe that delisting is gonna happen mm-hmm. either um but we don't know right yeah so are you i know you say you don't lose any sleep are you just like nah this <laughs> this is my plan yeah this is what the numbers are saying mm. whatever it is yeah like it's not just seeing what the numbers are saying it's just mm. you know like logic really i mean mm. like when you buy an investment you know mm. and you need to buy it cheap you're not going to mm. buy it when it's all sunshine and rain yeah like that's true so with every, yeah, with every investment, mm. there's some sort of issue. Mm. Like Facebook currently, mm-hmm. the talk of TikTok taking over. Whatever. Yeah. With Alibaba, it's reg- regulatory. So let's get yeah. with that. I mean, regulation is not new. Like yeah, the EU and and Congress, they've been trying to break break up Facebook and Google for ages. Mm. They've been even slapping them with fine, but mm. the fine is like nothing to compare to what they earn so mm. regulation eventually like congress and the eu mm-hmm. they'll just get fed up because it's these, these fines they're not doing anything to these companies yeah what they're trying to do is make them where they're not so big they're mm-hmm. literally a monopoly so mm-hmm. that's the same with chinese companies like yeah. they just want an even playing field in china where yeah these companies don't get too big and they literally eat away competition they just want fair competition for mm-hmm. all and stuff like that because with jd mm-hmm. like they're a chinese company they're not facing any scrutiny from from the government at yeah. all yeah they're, they're so small but it's mainly alibaba yeah and that's because he, he the former ceo yeah. talked too much yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why as soon as he <laughs> said that yeah. they just had problems yeah. right yeah <laughs> it's actually quite funny like a lot yeah i think a lot of people get yeah. um scared of that um what are your thoughts on you know like some you mentioned facebook facebook has created netflix has created Mm -hmm. facebook has created because of uh, the growth rate right i think the growth slowed right are you worried about that as well you're invested in them aren't you yeah yeah i'm not worried about it i know a lot of like growth you know people like Mm. they're upset that it's not going to grow 40 percent a year but yeah growth doesn't matter as long as you're paying less than that because with facebook right mm. they literally have almost the whole population on that platform <laughs> using one of their own platforms so 
how much do people expect them to grow? Yeah. So the growth rate slowing down is not an issue for me. Yeah. Because when I valued it, I valued it at what they say they. So I think Facebook can grow fifteen percent at least. Mm. So I valued it around. They're gonna grow around nine percent. So mm-hmm. if Facebook say we're gonna grow ten percent, I'm not worried because, um, I know my margin of safety will help me where mm. I won't lose much or yeah. I'll probably just earn a little bit. You know, mm. like probably ten percent, nine percent. And I'll be happy with that, to be honest. So that's I'm, good. That's I'm not good, really yeah. too concerned about the growth rate. It's mm. just, you know, it's the whole metaverse thing, like how much they're going to spend yeah. and stuff like that. But That is definitely the concern, mm. yeah. yeah. I'm not invested in Facebook. I used to be. It's weird. I, I think I sold out of them for Microsoft <laughs> and I sold out of Microsoft. I can't remember what was yeah. going on with me at that point. I was just <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Like I was just in and out. Just yeah. Like, yeah, I think I would look mm. back at them when I start investing again mm. because they have created... Like it's so bad. Like, mm. didn't they lose like? Did they lose like four hundred billion valuation yeah, value in a like lot. a day or two days or something yeah. crazy? Which is not normal. No, you know. So big overreaction. For yeah, me. but like it's like you always wonder like who is doing that? They try and blame retail, but I think they always use us. But can we really move a, a company by four hundred billion in a day, or is it the institutions mm. scaring people? I think it's just a mixture of everything. Really. Yeah, like a lot of institution like they obviously sell mm. and that causes you know domino effect Retail yeah will sell as well yeah and it's just constant fear yeah and when there's fear that's when you should be buying as long as yeah it's, it sounds logical because yeah when facebook came out with that in the after hours mm. i was like to my group chat facebook's down like 30 percent, and i started that celebrating because you yeah. know I said, because I initially started at 310. Mm-hmm. I said, if Facebook dropped to, you know, 250 at least, mm-hmm. I'd probably load the boat. Mm-hmm. And that's what it did during the yeah. after hours. So I started just buying, buying, buying. And it's wow. a decent part of my portfolio. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's so cool. Um, Can you take me through, take me through one of your favorite company <laughs> right now? Yeah. Your favorite company <laughs> at the moment. I think it might to invest in, yeah. I like Alibaba, but I also like Tencent. Okay. Yeah, that's another Chinese company. Um, tell, tell us why Tencent. So Tencent, they're this huge company. Yeah. Like, they're the biggest gaming company in the world. Gaming? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that they were in game. Yeah, so wow. they're the biggest gaming company in the world. They have the biggest bar Facebook platform. They have the biggest social media platform in the world. Wow. Which is WeChat. Okay, yeah, I've heard of WeChat, yeah. yeah so it's fully you know, in Chinese civilization mm-hmm. where literally you, like if you want to book a, a cab, you have to mm. use WeChat. If you want to <laughs> book a doctor's appointment, you have to use WeChat. That's wow. how powerful that platform is and it's still growing. Wow. They also have this investment portfolio. That's really valuable to them mm. where they invest in companies. So some good companies that they invest in, they have stake in Tesla. Mm-hmm. They have stake in Activision Blizzard. Okay, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so they are staking like Monzo as well. Oh, wow. So they have this huge portfolio of companies mm-hmm. they invested in. And I think they've yielded around 30, 40% in like, wow. like last 15, 20 years. That's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's led by the CEO of Pony Ma, which is probably the best capital, capital allocator beside Buffett. So, okay. I like Tencent. Like they're just more than just a gaming company. They've got this fi- fintech arm as well. Mm-hmm. WeChat investment portfolio. They're literally mm-hmm. involved in everything. everything yeah, so, diversified income. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They're just a phenomenal company. I could talk about them all day. I just wow like them a lot. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Is that Tencent? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of Tencent. I never knew. Every time I check them on Trading Two One Two, it just says Tencent Music. Yeah, so that's a part of them as that's well. That's a part of them. That's their music platform. Oh, okay, so they're publicly separate. Yeah, so they spun that off. Okay, yeah, they, they spun that to, off. Yeah, they were forced to. <laughs> they were forced to. Do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, what what platform are you using? Um, trading two one two. Okay, you, are they on trading two one two? Yeah, they're in the. Okay, ISO, oh the um, yeah, the non ISA is it? 
they're in the ISO. They're in the ISO as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what one do you use? Trading two on two as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. can probably get them. Yeah. Okay. I need to. I need to have a look at them. Yeah. yeah I use trading two on two. I've got free trade as well. I haven't mm. really got much on free trade. Just like free shares and. Yeah. That's it as well. Um. Have you looked to to move to any other platforms or? Um. No. Not. Not right now. Just sticking yeah. with trading two on two. Okay. In the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's to be fair. It's, it's quite cheap. Yeah. And it's. You know how I got into trading two on two, and I mm. think the rest of the other platforms were missing a trick. The reason why was because mm. I always was interested in investing in US yeah. companies, Same. and everyone else didn't seem to have it at the time. Yeah. This was like even before the pandemic. I was I remember searching for it, and the only um, investment platform that I could find at the time was Hargreaves Lansdowne, and they were charging dumb amounts of money, like yeah. fifteen pounds. I was like, yeah. I only want to put in a hundred. Exactly. So what's the point? Like fifteen, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Leave it. And then trading two one two came. I know they're not completely free, but mm. they kind of just changed the game, I think. And all these other platforms aren't, you yeah. know, trying to play catch up. So yeah, no, it's been crazy. What if I told you that there was a platform that allows you to see how you're spending? all of your money across all of your accounts especially at a time where the cost of living is at its highest that it's been in years what if i also told you that this platform also allows you to see how much income you are getting every month across all of your accounts as well as helping you to set budgets for all of your expenses it doesn't stop there though this platform also helps you to send a record of your rent payments to Experian so that it is recorded on your credit report which can help to boost your credit score this platform sounds amazing right well this platform is called money hub which you can download for free by tapping the link in my description. You get access to premium features free for six months, six whole months with no auto renew. And then if you decide that you love the app and the platform and you want to continue with premium features, then it will only cost you £1.49 per month. That is the deal of the century, right? Well, go and download the Money Hub app right now. So yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, how are you dealing with the stock market going down? Other people are panicking, yeah. throwing fires in their portfolio, <laughs> they're selling everything, I'm out of the market, I'm done. Yeah. Um, how are you dealing with it? So unfortunately, my portfolio is not down quite a lot. Okay. So year to date. My performance mm -hmm. is 3% down. Okay, that's good. Compared to the market, which is about 12, 13% down. Okay. So I'm that's doing good. good. So I'm not feeling it. But yeah. well, obviously, when I look at the SP and it's, mm. it's going down and see all the stocks going down, I'm fine, really, because if I'm going to invest the way I invest in, like I have to like the red days, like mm -hmm. these days, because the more people overreact, yeah. the more chances there's bargains for me to find. Mm -hmm. So. I, I like this kind of market. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, they're, they're panicking, you know, they're going out the market, but I think that people are just overreacting because yeah. during the last few years, I mean, I'll say the last decade, we've been blessed with this amazing bull run. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, you didn't, you can invest in, in really bad companies and mm -hmm. it'll just go up. Mm -hmm. So, I think within the last few years, especially during the March, you know, 2020, mm -hmm. A lot of investors have taken on too much risk. Yeah. So they've been investing in, in SPACs, mm -hmm. non-profitable companies. Yeah, I invested in SPACs. Yeah. Gosh, I made some mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. High-evaluated companies. Yeah. And yeah. when the, the bear market comes, that's mm -hmm. when you see them drop 60, 70, yeah. 70%. Yeah, crazy percents. Yeah. And the thing is, on my page, I've been saying when I value these companies that mm. they're crazy overvalued. Like, mm. I'm not going to touch it. Mm. So one is PayPal. Mm -hmm. oh yeah paypal yeah Yeah. so they i actually own them so mm -hmm. uh they were trading at 200 dollars. i said i'm okay. not i'm not willing to pay anything under 100 mm -hmm. a lot of people were saying nope you've missed the boat it's gonna go up <laughs> and three months later the stock's literally below 100 so really yeah i was not expecting oh it to fall God. quickly so even shopify i valued them as well yeah i valued them when they were trading at a thousand I actually think they're worth a hundred, so mm. and they're currently at three hundred. So, yeah, wow. yeah, a lot of people are saying, like you know, 
it's not going to go down. And the yeah. thing is, people don't believe stocks can go down. Like, mm. they can go up crazy, crazy. They mm. can also drop crazy. So, yeah. yeah, that's the thing people need to keep in their mind. Like, yeah. stocks can fall and they will mm-hmm. fall aggressively. Yeah, yeah. What's your strategy for this period? For this market? Yeah, yeah, right now, yeah. Same as always, really. Same as always. Buy lower. Just look for deals. You <laughs> yeah. f- are you finding more deals? Okay, then? so... Yes, I'm finding more deals, but it's not, you know, crazy deals where okay. I control, like, yeah. large portion. But I've found, recently I bought PayPal, of course. Okay, yeah, you said, yeah, um, value that lower. Um, I also bought Nintendo. Okay, Nintendo's trading. Yeah. Why have I never seen it come up? Okay. It's really low-key, like. Yeah, it's really low-key, yeah. yeah. Um, I, um, I bought Nintendo. Mm. I bought, um, what else did I buy? I also bought um, a company today, actually, it's like. Mm. Small position. Um, I bought um Warner Bros. Media. Warner Bros. Yeah, so they got spun off by AT and T. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I bought so some interesting deals, but it's not you know crazy deals. You okay. Know, but there's some good ones out there. Okay. Wow, mm. that's cool. How important would you say mindset is in the stock market generally? Very important. Yeah. Very important. I think you need to have the mindset. You know, like you're buying a real company mm-hmm. that's producing cash flow. Mm-hmm. Like you need to treat companies as real businesses, not something that bounces up and down. <laughs> um, yeah, stop looking yeah. at your um your charts every day. Yeah, actually, on that front, we didn't mention it, but what do you think of technical analysis? Um, technical analysis. Yeah, I don't really have any like opinion on it. I do. Yeah. Um, my friends do technical analysis. Okay. So I do look at it, but I don't really have any like strong okay. opinion on it. To be okay. honest. Okay. Yeah. Um. What would you say are some of the risks of investing? Then, yeah. Risk. So. Um. So, what do you think risk is? (laughs) Risk is. You know what? I I watched a guy the other day. I don't know if you know him, Carson. 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 (sighs) Investing with Carson. I'll show you. I'll show you offline after the episode. Is it that tech investor kid? No, no, he's not tech investor. He started off like. Would I say he's a value okay. investor? He might have started off as a value oh. investor. And now he's got like another portfolio. But he he mentioned risk for me, right? Joseph Carlson. <laughs> yes. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I watched a video he's that he did a, about risk. Yeah, he's not a value investor. Huh? He's not a value. And you don't think? Okay, well, we, can, we can debate <laughs> that. We could debate that offline. <laughs> um. Um. So risk. <sighs> How do I, how would I describe risk? Mm. Mm. There's so many ways. Yeah. Like I could say, di- I could say diversification, but then you could say diversifying bad companies mm. means that your risk is going to be high, right? Yeah. I I would relate it to the, re- potentially to the return. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that you get, yeah. 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 Yeah, so risk for me is below par returns. Mm potential of permanent capital loss yeah that's risk to me yeah so yeah if i can't find an investment where mm-hmm. where i'm getting a satisfactory result mm-hmm. then there's a risk of permanent capital loss so okay if you think for me something like tesla that's yeah. risky to me yeah 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 tesla is crazy a lot of people are um are invested in that do you think that you know, you, you think I know I saw your valuation, I can't remember what you mm. valued that at, but you think that there's a high chance that it's gonna come cratering at some point. Um it's not me thinking, it's just yeah. going by history. Yeah. Like the most euphoric stock, mm-hmm. like they go up where fundamentals far ahead of the business, mm-hmm. they will come back down somehow. Like yeah. it's not gonna go up, it mm. will come down somehow. Like yeah. I can't tell you when, mm-hmm. but it, it's gonna come down to an appropriate valuation yeah because you have to think of it this is a quote from ben graham like mm. in the short run the stock market's a voting machine mm-hmm. so what's popular is going to win in the short run mm-hmm. but in the long run it's a weight machine. machine yeah so yeah. yeah so what matters most is fundamentals cash yeah. flow real earnings and yeah stuff like that That will matter yeah, yeah. when it's when the going gets tough like right now where it's cut through yeah everybody wants to see how much you're yeah. you're making so when i value test i think i've Valued it around eighty ninety dollars. Okay, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So that's <laughs> what is not, it at now six hundred. Yeah. So that's not me saying it's gonna fall eighty nine dollars tomorrow or next yeah. week. That's what I'm willing to pay to get my okay. returns. Okay. But if it doesn't fall there, I don't think I'll probably invest in comp- Tesla ever. But mm. if it does, then you're gonna get good returns. But you know, 
a lot of people they're buying at this current price and, mm. and i think they've put themselves in big trouble yeah okay a lot of people have their whole portfolio in it <laughs> yeah I know. i've seen some people whole yeah, portfolio and, in the tesla that's yeah, crazy and it just reminds me like from stuff that i've read like cisco mm. you know where if you didn't own cisco in 2000 mm. like you were looked upon as like well what is going on like so I think there's just too much euphoria with Tesla. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a bad company with what yeah. they've done. They've yeah. converted the whole EV industry, into, yeah. you know, to what it is today. So mm-hmm. I think just be careful, like, because, you know, when it does fall, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. How do you avoid, I don't want to say Tesla's a bad company because they're not, no, not. I don't want to, you know. No. But how do you avoid bad companies? Like, what, what would you say are some of the red flags that you should look Bad for? companies. So mm-hmm. they don't make money. Mm-hmm. They don't have cash flow, mm-hmm. poor fundamentals. Mm-hmm. I don't invest in SPACs. Yes. Yeah, so SPACs have disappeared. Yeah. yeah so, nobody talks um, about them anymore. Yeah. If they're overvalued, okay, that's a bad value to me. Okay. So, if for me, yeah, if yes, that's it really. Like, it's okay. easy to tell a bad company, like, mm. from a good company. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. No, it's been it's been good having this chat. I hope we can uh, have more frequent chats. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll work something out because this has been very interesting. Mm. And I think what I love about investing is that you can constantly learn a lot. Yeah. I like the fact that you said that um that you just sold your whole portfolio and yeah. you're you're starting you started afresh, which yeah. is which is good because I think as an investor you always have to check your biases yeah. and introspect which is very important. And I think for me as well, I have, I started investing, I think like Feb, maybe Jan, Feb, yeah. because I had to say for my wedding yeah. and it allowed me to, at one point I was looking at the market every day. Like <laughs> you go crazy, right? And then it allowed me to get out. Like even when you're telling me prices, mm-hmm. if you told me that, if we were yeah. discussing Jan, Feb, I would have known. Now yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. And I think that's how, it should be as an investor you shouldn't be going crazy um about prices not like in in a bad way Mm. i mean like you shouldn't be going crazy like if you've valued at a certain price and it's it's good you're happy and it's at that price and you invested Mm. and it goes down below that you shouldn't start getting stressed about it you should love it exactly um so yeah no um it's been good for me i think taking a break from it because even me i'm thinking okay how do i change approach how do i improve how do i get better Mm. Right now that I've got the time and now I've got the time to actually, yeah. oh, and at the same time, it's convenient because a lot of stuff will come down. So I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. This is great. So yeah, no, it's it's super important as an investor to continuously just educate yourself. Yeah. What books would you recommend actually um, uh, that you've you've looked at yourself that have helped you um, become a better so investor? So books that I normally recommend, you know, mm. beginners. So to start off, Psychology of Money, just to okay. get you in a mindset. Yeah. Then um, Richer, Wiser, Happier. Okay. So, that's on my list yeah yeah that's yeah. a good book um yeah. also um intelligent investor is pretty good yeah um um rule one investing that's another one okay. as well um there's also i also like this one um financial behavior something it's by parag parik okay he's an indian value investor okay it's i think a, i've heard of so if you yeah, type in yeah. parag parik on yeah on like google amazon mm-hmm all his books will come down okay so yeah there's a few you know good books but the main one you want to start off with mm-hmm. is psychology of money mm-hmm. um richer wiser happier mm-hmm. and also there's another one um um little book that beats the market that's okay. another good one simplifies okay. value investing yeah. for you and there's also the acquires multiple okay which is like richer wiser ap- um happier mm-hmm. which is which is like um little book that beats the market but okay. it's a slightly different way okay but yeah those are the main books that beginners should start to okay read. wow that's good that, yeah. those are those are good they mm. sound like some good books yeah um richer wiser happier is on my list that's yeah. been on my list for a while mm. um intelligent investor of course that's like the yeah. that's like the godfather i would read that so. first though like, yeah, yeah it's complicated but it's definitely on the list yeah. at some point yeah. yeah um that's good um final question before we sort of get towards it what do you think because it doesn't seem like you invest in index funds or ETFs. Wow. Is there a reason for that? Um, at the beginning, I actually had a little bit of index fund. Okay. That, you know, um, I actually think that if you're coming into the market, mm. you should, you know, index, invest in index fund. Mm-hmm. And if you want to challenge yourself, mm-hmm. you think you can do better than the market, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, look at individual stocks, mm-hmm. learn how to do it properly. And mm-hmm. then 
what I did was slightly tilt it so I'd have less index fund and more individual stock. Okay. And okay. eventually I was completely out of index fund. Okay. And more in 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 an index um in individual stock. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, you're studying, you're working hard on it. I mean, I see your post, so yeah. you go in depth. So, and I think that's what it takes, right? You have to to yeah. be willing to to go in depth. But I think once you you go in depth for the first time, of course, you have to maintain maintain that. Yeah. But it's so weird because when you learn so much about a company, like the amount of information you can consume, you, mm. you just know more and more about that company yeah. as time goes on. So yeah, no, it's very very interesting. Um, thanks so much for um, you know, blessing the podcast. Um, what do you have next? Um, next, yeah. What's next for Wes? What's the What's the next post? Do you have a Do you have a next? Um, so my next post is how to spot uh, how the how to spot how the market has gone euphoric. So okay, how to spot bubbles. Okay. Then I probably got another stock analysis. Um, I'm not sure which company. Maybe okay. Warner Bros. Media, my new holding. Okay. I'm not sure, but yeah, just continue the same, really. Okay. Cool. Nah, yeah. it's been good. Um you have any final actually before that yeah. where can they find you okay so you can find me on instagram mm-hmm. at investing with wes mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's where I'm okay that's where you're at at the moment yeah yeah okay yeah. cool and um final words for the listeners um you know if you're new to the market mm-hmm. just take your time continue to learn you know read a lot you know um always you know surround yourself with good good like-minded investors and mm-hmm. Yeah, just and just enjoy the the long road, really. Yeah, yeah, it's a long road yeah. indeed. Um, yeah, we just want to be clear that, mm-hmm. of course, this episode is not financial advice. I'll see if I put put disclaimer at the beginning. Um, but yeah, also investing is a long term thing. Um, you have to get yourself into the long term mindset. It's not about <laughs> investing and trading is different. Let's yeah. just put it like that, right? Trading, they they think short term. They want to get return in one day, two days, a yeah. week, month, whatever is for them but long for for investing long term i know we typically say five years yeah. but really should be looking 10 15 20 years yeah horizon some people don't even sell they just pass it on to their grandkids i saw yeah. some it was like i think it was about a year ago some um somebody inherited like apple shares from like their their grandparents that passed away yeah it sell that's what <laughs> yeah. generational wealth right you just yeah. keep passing it down and down and down hmm. I mean, even like the Nike uh, founder, he's doing a similar thing with Nike shares, but yeah. he's doing it in like this whole trust thing. It's, it's yeah. like they're going crazy with it. So they ha- he has no intention mm. of selling. That's just something that would just be passed on just to keep money in the family for yeah. for life. So yeah, no, super, super interesting. It's been great having you yeah. on on uh, the podcast. We'll definitely want to um, have you on for another episode. Listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode and we'll see you next week.